and welcome to another episode of Peg City Chat with Nat. This is the time of year where everyone gets into the giving mood, always wanting to donate or fundraise, give to charities, but there's certain things that we should be looking for, maybe a few red flags before just deciding to donate to anybody. And I have someone on the line who knows a little bit about that. Everyone say hello to Thomas Ty. Hi, Thomas. Hi, Natalie. How are you? Fabulous. Thank you. So, okay, this is the time for a giving season, and everyone wants to give. What are some of the tips you have for us when we're thinking about which charity to donate to? I, I think the most important thing is, as you said, it's such a it's a wonderful kind of characteristic of our human species. You know, this this altruistic streak in us to to want to help those who are less fortunate, and it it's a sentimental time around the holidays typically, and, and you really want that not to be exploited. So I think the first the first tip is just figure out um, you know, what you care about. And there's so many causes that are important to people from the environment to animals to um, to feeding programs for the hungry or you know after school arts programs for children and or senior care and in, in the case of my organization direct relief it's humanitarian health services but um, it really matters what the people themselves care about and that, that has special meaning for them and once you figure out what that is then just spend a little time to figure out how to make sure you're finding an organization that's going to do right with your money that um, that you worked hard for and and there are places that you can go, like Charity Navigator, to make sure that um, that it's not just you know sentiment; that it's actually the intended good is going to result from from your contribution. I think that's important um, because if you don't do that, I think it breeds cynicism, and um, I think it's it's worth the extra time, just as it is to you know find that special gift for someone you care about. You know, it doesn't have to be the most expensive one; it just has to mean something, and that's. Um, it's something that it really is up to each individual person. And I think, you know, when you talk about stuff like that, I, you know, my mom passed away from breast cancer. So one of the things that I always look for is, is a, a cancer organization or cancer care, cancer prevention um, organization. But I mean, there's so many, it can be so overwhelming. Um, how, what, what do you suggest about, you know, the research part of that? How do you weed out the, the ones that you believe will do what you need them to do with your donation versus otherwise? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. There are many people like, my, my father was, he was killed in Vietnam. So, you know, I think that anything with a veteran in it has a particular poignancy to me. But that doesn't mean that, you know, because you care about cancer or veterans, that all groups that have that in their mission or title are the same, or they're going to use money wisely. So, thankfully, there are groups, I think, um, all governments could basically have a screening process to determine what's a legitimate um, charitable organization that's properly registered, uh, whether it's Canada or the U.S., I think, you know, it should be registered, so it's, legit, uh, it's legitimate. And then there are private groups that are basically independent rating organizations, um, like CharityNavigator.org, which basically just looks um, at all organizations and looks at their financial reports and kind of digs through it and assigns a score of efficiency and transparency, which you know, 
doesn't say anything about cancer or veterans or, or health care, but it does tell you about the use of money and transparency. Same thing with the Better Business Bureau or even Forbes magazine that you have journalists who are kind of tend to be a skeptical, cynical bunch who are looking for bad things, you know, and that's good. I think it keeps the charitable organizations honest. You would obviously expect a charitable organization to lead with the positive uh, about their organization, of course. But we also want to know if there's anything um, just not positive, and that's where you can find it, not to be overly paranoid, but just to be a good consumer um, and make sure that the charitable gift you're giving is going to serve its intended purpose. And it's important to take time to do that and not feel rushed. I know it's now, you know, after uh, uh, Thanksgiving and everyone's in, in Christmas mode and, and thinking of everything around that, but there is no need to rush. It's not like they're going anywhere, <laughs> right? Right, right. Yeah. No, I think that's it. For me, a, a red flag is like anytime you just, maybe just in general in life, but if you feel pressured into um, making a charitable gift, that's a bad thing. Don't do it. I mean, it's such a, it's exploitative. And I think there's such these raw sentiments, particularly at the, at the holiday season. People are prone to uh, feeling that way anyway. And so I think it's it's a really bad practice if a nonprofit kind of appeals to kind of guilt and not hope. And you, know, you must do this now or, you know, people are going to die. It's wrong. And I think it's, as you said, these are things that are people have different causes they care about. And, you know, all of us are in different positions to be able to even consider making a charitable gift. But for anyone, it's such a meaningful action, and it deserves a little reflective thought and a little research, which is easy now. On If you have a smartphone, you can get to a website and, and just spend a few minutes to look up groups or causes you care about and see who does it well. And it might not be the the most famous group. You know, the, there's not necessarily a correlation between good advertising and good work. Yes. I mean, a nonprofit that does amazing work helping kids, you know, realize their inherent potential, um, right? They may not focus so much on having the best um, social media strategy, but they may do the best work and do the best with the money that you might give them. So it's worth people just trying to take a few minutes um, because ultimately that would advance the cause they care most about in the best way. Exactly. And $10 versus $100, at the end of the day, it's a it's a contribution, right? And I, I guess the other piece of it is, is like you, you talked about being pressured. And I remember um, getting a phone call, you know, a telemarketing phone call about donating to a charity. And I had said, oh, well, you know, I already donate to a couple different charities. So I have a small amount I could donate to this one. And it was really, a uh, you know, an uncomfortable conversation. Um, it, you know, it was like they were trying to talk me out of donating to the other ones so that I could donate to theirs. It was it was crazy. But at the same token, just like anything else, there's fine print when you're donating, correct? Right. Yeah, and I think that's another in general it's it's a, it's a bad thing advertising when it comes to nonprofit organizations, um, unfortunately, I think that people must do it because it works. Uh, direct relief does not, it, you know, um, but, you know, I, I, I don't like that personally. I don't think it's particularly helpful in the long run. 
But also, I think with respect to fine print, there's, um, I guess, another tip is that when there's these series of high-profile emergencies and you receive a solicitation that says, you know, help hurricane victims here, um, say it's um, to Puerto Rico or Mexico, the earthquakes, you know, there's been a series of major events. And sometimes, you know, it'll say, you know, a photograph and help Hurricane Harvey, and you have to look at the fine print and to see if it's a restricted gift for Harvey or exactly. for Puerto Rico or for Dominica, and it's not always the case. So I think that's an awful, horrible practice that nonprofits do. We try to call it out when we see it because, you know, you're basically exploiting someone's tragedy to raise money um, without any obligation to help those people. And so I think that is it in the fine print. And I think the technical term is when you're making a gift, it's either restricted to that particular cause or it's not. Yes. It's a binary question. So I think it's a good thing to say, uh, to just call or send a, an email or a tweet to the nonprofit and just say, if I give a, if I give a contribution to this, um, will it be restricted only for that? And mm. they can't answer that. You know, that's that's a it's a pretty simple question. I think it might take a couple of minutes to do it, but I think it's worth doing it to keep uh, all of us on our toes at, on the nonprofit side, and also to make sure that the public is well informed and they're not just um, having tragedies exploited, um, which is a very bad thing. I think in in general to exploit someone's personal tragedy um, to get money with no obligation to help the people who inspired your assistance, and exactly. I, it, unfortunately, it does happen a lot. And I, like you said, it has everything to do with that visibility, the exposure, who has the marketing and advertising dollars that you see first and foremost, you know, it's in your Facebook feed 24-7 because you clicked on it once or whatever it is, right? So it's really, um, like you said, really making sure you get down to brass tacks and taking a look. Did you catch that pun? <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> making sure you get down to. <laughs> oh, it's that kind well, of you know, game. Someone here, you know, I, I was looking at your blog, which is excellent, but I think kind of the, the whole range of lifestyle, someone who is a foodie, and, and I am not, but said to me, hey, Thomas, it's not like I would go to a restaurant based on the quality of their advertising. I know food, you know. I like to, I like to make my own judgment. I care about, and I th- I was thinking about that from from the perspective of a nonprofit. It's like you know that's such a good point because it's very personal, and you know people should take a moment to think about what they care about, and think about what matters to them, how their money's going to be spent, and the the, the fanciest advertisement or the cleverest uh, tagline. Um, is not necessarily mean that the the food is going to be the best. You know, it, it just means what it means. And yes. I thought that was that may be a horrible analogy, but to me, it just struck me, given my job and this time of year when you know direct relief has been around for a long time, and we're not particularly fancy at advertising. We have you know three people, and it's a global organization, and you know we do our own stunts. You know, we, I, I I write the stuff that's on our website personally. So um, I love but that. I'm not a Madison Avenue executive. But you know that there's a real person behind it, and I think um, I like that too. You know, not to to you know tarnish the reputation of the fine organizations that do amazingly good marketing, but it doesn't necessarily equate to the work, the quality of the work, the quality of the marketing 
it does not mean the quality of the work. And I think people basically know that in life, but it, it, the same holds true in nonprofits as well. Absolutely. And so speaking of your organization, because I'm amazed by what you do, it's directrelief.org. Is there anything else you want to tell the folks? Because obviously they're going to get all this wonderful information once I post uh, this so they can get uh, your Twitter and your website and everything. But what's what's the one major thing you want everyone to know listening about Direct Relief? Well, just that we appreciate, first of all, this, this interview, but also just every gift matters. I mean, at a, at a, there's meaning um, in the action that's, irrespective of the amount and and we appreciate that even though we've been around for a long time i think um the connection that we have to the people we serve is real and i think to have the privilege of seeing on the one hand how this these acts of generosity by by donors um of all types and stripes translates into a meaningful difference for a person who's uh that is facing hardship it's deeply rewarding, and I think we want those who are supporting us on uh, Direct Relief on one side to know that we don't want your money for for Direct Relief. We want your money to serve people who are living in difficult circumstances, and we hope that we can communicate that without being exploitative with the facts and information, and if we can have a nice photograph. Um, and, and we just so appreciate the, the act, and we really want to honor and respect that by doing right Exactly. And I really appreciate the statement that every gift matters because it doesn't matter what lifestyle you lead, um, what, uh, uh, you know, job you have or what have you. Every single gift matters because no matter what, there's someone who has experienced some sort of something detrimental or negative towards their lives and you're you're helping them in some sort of way. And that to me is is what matters the most. So I just want to thank you for your time today because I know you're a busy, busy man. And uh, I just also wanted to point out again that you you talked about CharityNavigator.org. So it's a great way to um, check out and, um, as you said, it assigns a score of efficiency and transparency to a variety of of charitable um, donation uh, organizations. And then, of course, remembering reputable organizations, registered organizations, not feeling any pressure. Uh, You shouldn't feel any pressure. You shouldn't feel rushed. And remembering that just because it's big and shiny doesn't mean it's the best and it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. So we need to think of that in all aspects of life, life, but not only when we're um, thinking about charitable giving. So... Thank you so much, Thomas. I appreciate your time today. And I hope you have a fabulous week. Likewise. Wonderful. Yeah, thank you. I was, just, I was trying to write down what you were saying because as I was saying, I don't do this very well. And you just did it very well. So <laughs> I appreciate Appreciate your comments. That's awesome. Well, I just want you to know that it this this um, audio right now is live right now. So anyone on Twitter would be able to click on it and hear us right now. And um, right. well, and, and it's there for you for for later on. 
and all of those grammarians, uh, now they know who's responsible for the dangling modifiers <laughs> on our website. You could, that, that would be me, Thomas Tyg. I do my best, but... Uh, Raise your hand. I really appreciate this new time. <laughs> I'll fix it. Oh, it's all good. I love it. It's real and it's authentic. <laughs> you have Thank a you. great rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks so much.